Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Today is a guest I am very, very excited to have on the show. And Ryan, I know I didn't tell you this, but congratulations. You will forever be remembered as the guest on episode number 100. So uh, we hit the century mark today. Couldn't do that without all of you guys watching and listening. But Ryan, thank you for coming on um, and being uh, being a guest with us today. Uh, got some questions from you guys that were sent in um, primed and ready. And Ryan, if you're ready, um, we can go ahead and get started. Um, anybody that doesn't know, uh, though, go ahead, introduce yourself for anybody that, that doesn't really know uh, who Ryan Roulette is. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Samuel. Uh, first and foremost, congrats on that 100. I know that uh, it took a lot of work and dedication to get to that point in time, so that's a huge accomplishment on your part to not only uh, get there, but stay at it and keep going, so congrats, my man. Thank you. Uh, so, about me, uh, so I've been racing now for, gosh, almost 20 years. Uh, started way back when, uh, sort of in high school. Uh, I lived outside of beautiful Knoxville, Iowa, in a small town called Carlisle, and uh, everybody there, uh, if you're not playing football on Friday, well, even if you do play football on Friday, Saturday and Sunday is always dedicated to that racetrack, <laughs> being that it's the sprint car capital of the world. So I uh, got introduced, uh, I wouldn't say super early on, uh, but I got introduced in high school to the racing scene um, outside of NASCAR and got the chance to go watch my buddies and their dads race sprint cars. Uh, did a little bit of work on them, scraping mud, nothing crazy. Um, and it really got the bug, if you will. Uh, when I got the chance to sit in one, just turn some hot laps uh, down there in Knoxville. And ever since then, it was, you know, one way or another trying to find a way into a car and, and put something together, if you will. That but, really? Uh, Ooh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I was going to say is, you know, that was that was back in high school. Uh, I've been out of high school for quite a while now. Um, and ever since then, I, you know, I joined the uh, Air Force right after high school. Um, initially as a medic, got the chance to go to the uh, Air Force Academy. And then I'm now currently a pilot that's still active duty in the Air Force. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I race as much as I can, primarily in the ARCA series. Uh, but anything I can get, you know, uh, behind the wheel in, I, I take advantage of it. I think it's safe to say, Ryan, that you like speed and thrill. Uh, and we thank you for your service. Um, and we also thank you for entertaining us out there every weekend and uh, working as so many men and women do. Um to race and you, and you race at one of the highest levels uh, in motorsports. That's something for you to be proud of. And, you know, just like this podcasting thing and in your case, a lot more uh, talent and dedication and hard work um, went into it. Um, you kind of went into your story there a little bit, but the thing that I find really interesting and, you know, we talked a little bit about this off camera, um, but you know, your team right now, you know, you're, you're part owner in it. Uh, you're, uh, helping out, or I guess you're kind of helping each other out at the same time, helping out a great guy, a guy that's been around the NASCAR industry for a while. So tell us about your team a little bit and uh, kind of your process um, as a driver slash owner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this year we were trying to change things up a bit. Uh, prior to 2023, I got the opportunity to run with Joe Nava in the 77 at Phoenix, uh, Andrew Tuttle in 85 uh, at Phoenix as well. And then I got a chance uh, last year to run with Andy Hillenberg in an 11 car at Nashville. Um, I've really enjoyed having the opportunity to work with a lot of different organizations, take the good with the bad uh, along the way. Uh, and what it really came down to is looking at 
the finances of everything and, and how I wanted to move forward in ARCA. Um, and Andy was someone that, uh, you know, I worked with real well with out at uh, Nashville. Uh, I got my first top 10 uh, running that car for him. And when the opportunity came to put my own program together, uh, I knew that I would, uh, with my, you know, working in the Air Force, I wouldn't have the ability to do everything. I need a lot of help. Uh, so I reached out to Andy and we put some stuff together where I own the car and equipment, uh, but his team out there is really takes care of me and gets everything ready and, and uh, make sure we can do it at a price point that makes sense uh, for what I'm trying to do, uh, as well as get the car as competitive as possible at all the tracks that we've hit together. Uh, so far, we've we've raced three races together in total. That's uh, Nashville Flat Rock this year. They brought that one back. That was pretty awesome, uh, as well as up at Elko in Minnesota, and then we got Bristol uh, here next week. So we're uh, super excited to get out of the track there and and keep continuing on with our program. Absolutely. Uh, Bristol, always a fun race, no matter, you know, they, they could race school buses there, and I, I feel like they probably have in some capacity, and they'd put on um, a great show. Um, Andy Hillenberg as well, just want to shout out him, uh, if he for whatever reason is listening to this, um, drove in the Cup Series for a little bit. Um, but just a great guy from from what you say and from what, what a lot of other people in the industry uh, say as well. Just a great guy um, who always kind of knows what to say, <laughs> if you will, uh, regarding racing um, or a lot of other things. Um, my next question is, and this this is, I know, you know, it, it's kind of broad and it's also not necessarily fairy ish but I've gotten a lot of really fun answers. And I think I might've asked you this yesterday. I'm not sure, but what is like your dream scenario for if you could get your first ARCA win, your first NASCAR win, like how would you do it? Where would you do it? Last lap pass, utter decimation, you know, how would that go down? Yeah. Uh, I don't know a driver who hasn't thought about that. Uh, even me as a kid watching Midnight and Rusty Wallace go around the track a long time ago, I was dreaming about you know getting that opportunity to, to race. Uh, and that was when I was real, real young and wasn't even racing yet, right? Just a pure fan. Uh, I would say that a win anywhere in ARCA would be an absolute blessing, and I would be more than excited in anything in the world. But that being said, we all have that dream of that one race doing that one thing. And as much as I love Bristol, uh, and I would love to uh, bring it home uh, this week coming up here, uh, my dream race by far uh, has been Charlotte. Uh, I love that they do that on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, It's a super long race in the Cup Series, not as much for us in ARCA. But nevertheless, uh, I think the Charlotte race on a green-white checker, uh, you know, door to door for the finish, kind of beating and banging and barely making it across. I know that's not what the race was designed for a long time ago, but but uh, that's always been my dream win right there. Yeah, that'd be so funny to me. And you know, it's happened before with Bobby Labonte and Jimmy Johnson, but it's racing at Charlotte, a track that was initially uh, designed, you know, to host a 600 mile race, man and machine, and an endurance race, if you will, for stock cars and. You know, people just going out there, photo finishing and drag racing across the line. That just that'd be so funny to me. That would be the ultimate. Um, I don't know. Just I guess technically upstaging Charlotte Motor Speedway. Even though you know you wouldn't really be doing that, you'd be putting on a great show. All right, moving on here, Ryan. Let's see what other questions some of the fans uh, had. Um, we mentioned your roots a little bit. We just talked about what, how cool it would be to win, you know, your first race. But speaking of first races, if you remember it, do you remember like your first 
time in a car, your first competitive race. Did you ever think it would get to this point where you're technically a professional race car driver? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> uh, not at all. Uh, my, my first competitive race, uh, no kidding, so I told you about the sprint cars, right? Uh, and anybody that knows sprint cars was a 305, 360, 410. You shoot even a mini sprint. Uh, when you're first starting, you're not ready for that. Uh, not even not even close. Uh, I didn't grow up karting. I mean, I went and go-karted, uh, but we all know the difference between that. And uh, so I started pretty late in life. Uh, so my very first race car that I was competitive in, actually went to a dirt track and, and competed, uh, was a 1988 Honda CRX four-cylinder. Uh, it was it was something I found up in the mountains of Colorado. Uh, this guy used it for a construction vehicle. So when we pulled up, there was plywood strapped to the roof of this thing. Uh, and, you know, I, I convinced him on, oh, I'm just a poor college student. I just need a car. Can you help me out here? Uh, I didn't tell him at all that I was going to tear it apart, put a roll cage in it, and, you know, try to send it on the dirt track. But uh, that was my first race, gosh, forever ago um, out there in Colorado. Uh, very first race, I want to say there was, there was roughly 15 cars, and I got fourth place. Uh, and ever since then, uh, you know, I just I kept moving up. Uh, never in a million years would I guess. I still have that picture of uh, me getting that first race and uh, sitting, you know, on the computer there. And uh, never in a million years at that point in time did I think I'd be where I am now. I was just just happy to have four, you know, four tires and an engine to go around the track and. And uh, now here I am getting ready to run Bristol. It's been uh, it's been quite an adventure. It sounds like it's been a heck of a ride when you put it like that. <laughs> That's so fun. Going up to Colorado, convincing the guy. Oh, goodness. Well, the good news is random man in Colorado who sold uh, who sold Ryan this this uh, this Honda. If you're listening to this, obviously, you know, the kid that bought that Honda, that broke college student, I think he turned out all right. I really do. Um my next question for you, Ryan, obviously, you know, I've always said that all race car drivers are insane in a good way because you have to be to do what you guys do and want to do it over and over and over. And, you know, you fly in the Air Force as well, but especially when driving a race car, what clicks in your mind that says, yes, absolutely, I want to go fast for a living? Is it just something that, that you have? Is it somehow inside all of us? I don't think it's inside me, but what kind of bug is it that just drives you to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. For sure. I, and I think you just, you know, you described it something that can kind of get you away. And this, you know, this is that for me, you know, my schedule is, is busy, you know, classes and a lot of other stuff. And, and, you know, this is sometimes I might take it a little too seriously. I might get a little too invested. I got to step back. Um, but it's so funny, you know, you said you go from cornhole and I know you're, you're, you're making a very good analogy, but cornhole with the buddies to driving a race car at a high rate of speed is just such a funny and, and, you know, when you think about it, they are very similar, um, you know, in, in terms of maybe not physically, literally, but in terms of, you know, like you said, you, it being kind of your escape, it being your, um, I don't know, 200 mile an hour therapy, basically, let's call it that. I think somebody should trademark that and make that a podcast. Um, but yeah, great answer there. My last question for you, Ryan, uh, is one that like the, in the one about your kind of your dream win is one that has had a lot of varying answers from the different drivers I've asked. And it's one that, you know, some people have really specific answers for and some don't, and either one is fine, but what, you know, say you're looking 50 years into the future, let's throw a random number out there, 50 years into the future, you're sitting there, you're you're about to put in a VHS player, a tape that says my career, my racing career. What do you want that tape to show? Like, what is your ultimate goal in racing? Wow. That was a, 
That was a great answer. Um, and you talk about doing it on your terms too. And I'm sure you know this song, but I'm a big Frank Sinatra fan. One of my favorites of his is My Way. And I don't necessarily understand all the deep meanings behind it or that are apparently behind it that you read about. But, you know, going out on your own terms, not even going out, just like you said, making the decisions on your own terms. And, you know, racing's a business, right? Racing is not a giant fairy tale where everything that you want to happen happens. It's just not because it's part of life and life isn't like that either. We're getting real philosophical here on BTYL today. But, um, you know, having a career in racing like you have had on your terms is just something that I think we should all, you know, look up to and, and having fun as well. You know, what, what are we doing if we're not trying to have a little bit of fun? You know, we can't be all 100% serious all the time. So, um, I love that answer, Ryan. And, and thank you, um, for coming on the show. Last thing here before I, I let you go, you mentioned you're racing at Bristol. Uh, but I hear you got some pretty cool partners going to be on that race car. So why didn't you go ahead and tell us about them? well that's awesome and can't wait to see you out there in the car this weekend fs1 mrn thursday evening look for ryan roulette and that fast fast race car. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Ryan. Thank you for your service and, and thank you for, for being here um, with us. It's always great. Um, you know, I, you're one of the best interviews I've had so far. That's not to knock anybody else that I've had on the show. They've all been great, but uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We had some adversity in recording this episode, but hey, you know what? We got through it. We did it. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. We wish you, uh, wish you the best of luck uh, at Bristol and uh, in the future. I hope to see you in victory lane soon. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Thank you so much.